0: Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook, joined by Justin Wells. Got to get used to that. Justin, yesterday, big junior day on campus for the Longhorns, hosted, what, 70 prospects from 2025, 2026, and 2027 classes. Uh, Got to see everything UT has to offer. Saw the first half of a basketball game at the Moody Center. Prospects were able to meet with... The coaching staff and Steve Sarkisian even got to interact with some players, got to see a brand new facility, including a new recruiting lounge. And I think all of our takeaways, whether it's you, me, Eric, Aline, Charlie Williams, everybody was impressed by what Texas had done on the field and were impressed by what Steve Sarkisian presented to them uh, on Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, you know, we, 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 we talked about this earlier, Mack Brown Jr. days, you know, you know, maximizing that momentum coming off a big season, and that's what Sark's doing. He's he's capitalizing on this stuff, going to the playoff, winning the Big Twelve, having you know having a big year, and about to send uh, six or seven guys to the NFL. Uh, he's just capitalizing. He's making sure that that they 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 culminate all this good fortune and good vibe because it's there. And and these players are are are, are tremendous. I can't tell you how many recruits I talked to who had a friend or a former teammate that were on campus at Texas or played for Texas. And so, so many little things tied in. But let me tell you something. There were a lot of guys on campus yesterday, Joe, as, as we saw. And even though it was damn cold uh, for the majority of the day, it was warm inside the 40 acres in, the, in that facility.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of the the, the – I wrote about this on Wednesday. This is like the landmark beginning of the 2025 cycle. There are a lot of guys that they've been talking to already for a while obviously they uh are you know working with a a handful of commitments right now um but this is when that process really the filtering begins because making the junior day cut for some of these guys is a big deal and that's either what seals a official visit maybe in march april may june or it's what you know may turn a kid off for some reason so this is that real tentpole start that landmark start I think for a lot of these players and for the fans you know this is the first time fans who had been paying attention to 2024 probably still interested to see what happens with with Ryan Williams over at Saraland. boom now they can Ooh. shift to the 2025 cycle and a little bit for the coaches too you know they they get to size up these players in person they get to learn a little bit more about them And their families the families and the players get to learn more about what it would be like you know on a a taste of what it'd be like in a in a locker room and in a position room so it's good and hey when you got a 12 and 2 big 12 championship season you make the college football playoff next season you're going into the sec with a position of strength it's going to translate into talented players being interested and i think we saw that with with the list you know a lot of the state's top players were there from the 2025 and 2026 classes there were some top flight prospects from 2026 that stand uh, stand out, in my opinion, from out of state. So yeah. um, that just kind of reveals that there's there's interest in Texas and there's interest in playing uh, for Steve Sarkeesian as well.
1: No, there is. And, and there were some new, you know, there's always new names that pop up and, and new guys that we see. And, and, you know, Eric always says, you know, there's always a surprise. On Junior Day. And and I think we saw that in Vandergriff Edge, Deshaun Morgan. I mean, that dude looks like a million bucks. Uh, You know, phenomenal, phenomenal looking athlete. Um, Jalen Lott, a 2026 stud out of Frisco Panther Creek who's going to be one of the top kids in the country. He showed up. I'll tell you another guy that we didn't really know about, but we know about now. That's Gavin Nix. 2025 linebacker out of IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. He made that long drive and, and he got to hang out with one of his best friends, Jordan Johnson Uh JJR actually, you know, took him around to a few spots and and, and kind of showed him the ropes. And, you know, Nix was very, very um, – He praised a lot of the Texas coaching staff. Tashar Choice kind of started that recruitment, but uh, he's on the defensive side of the ball and he looks fantastic. And I think that's the fun part about Junior Day. We knew the majority of guys coming, but then there was always a surprise guy or a few guys we weren't necessarily aware of. And some of those guys look absolutely
0: fantastic. I mean, you're naming guys. I can name guys. Will Griffin, the Tampa Jesuit quarterback. We watched that film. Tiki Hola from uh, Bastrop nearby made the trip down, I think, with his father. Really enjoyed meeting Johnny Nansen, Uh, Kamarian Morgan, you know, a big athletic uh, edge prospect now at South Oak Cliff. We can just go on and on and guys, but we got to talk about someone who jumped into the boat. A little bit of a surprise, not someone we were expecting to to be um, in the Texas 2026 class so early, but he gets things going. And that's Alito running back Racine Guillory, about 5'9", 170, Um, On three, hasn't really started to go through rankings yet. Uh, Nobody really has uh, for the 2026 class. Um, I believe, if I'm looking at his profiles right, he was at Mansfield Lake Ridge, and then he transferred to Alito and it was part of a great season for the Bearcats. Obviously, hey, you got to start somewhere. What's Texas starting out with with Racine Guillory in the 2026 class? Speed. God-given blistering track time speed speed.
1: It, this is a kid you don't need to look at. A, he doesn't need a star ranking. Just turn on the film. He can go. And, you know, he's got a program in Alito that, that, that's always churning out pretty good prospects. But in the next few classes, Alito is loaded. I mean, they've got some real athletes coming up and, and, and Guillory is probably one of the top ones. Um, you know, with, with guys like J.B. On Osborne and K.J. Edwards and Tredarian Ball, you know, Choice has always shown a penchant to go out of state so far for most of his running back takes. That's just, that's, that's kind of been cause he built a lot of relationships when he was at Georgia tech down in Florida. You know, he had, he has the West coast connection with modern day and Jordan Davison, And so most of his guys were out of state. Well, 2026, he's good to stay in state and all the guys are within about two or three hours of each other, which is incredible. If you're trying to hit recruiting trips, Guillory is just speed, man. You, you get this guy in space and he is gone. Like there's no stopping him. And, and speed is the ultimate equalizer in sports. And so Texas is not only trying to get large humans on the offensive line. They're not trying to not just trying to get monster defensive, you know, giant defensive tackles and, and, and headhunting linebackers and, and covered safeties and wide receivers that can go vertical. They want speed at every spot. And racing Guillory is the definition of quickness and go.
0: Yeah, you look at Alito, one of the most successful programs in, in Texas high school football, 5A program. If they got successful football, it probably means they have successful track. Uh, as a freshman, uh, Guillory for the JV squad over at Alito had an 11, 7, 300 meter, I'm seeing on athletic.net, and then a sub 24, 200 meter. So then um, you go and turn on his film, see him being a part of the state state champions, I believe. Um, he's his, his He's picked up speed. And he's only getting a little bit faster, a little bit faster. Um, I like, I know it kind of seems inconsequential, but I like that you start your class in state. I don't think there's anything wrong with starting yeah. it out of state. Uh, but when, you know, you you get the running back for the state champs or state finalists at the very minimum, been a long time since uh, mid-December, um, it, it, it's, it, it helps with the conversation among kids who are not only at maybe Alito. who have some talented prospects year over year but also in the Metroplex and also anybody who can turn it on whatever RSN is going to carry the state championships in high school football next year and see, Hey, that really good running back on that really good team going to Texas because he sees what is, is happening at Texas. Uh, you mentioned all those different uh, running backs in the class, uh, you know, whether it be Tredarian ball, uh, you know, what uh, Osborne, um, any of a number of guys, KJ Edwards, all three of those guys were at Texas Uh, And those are all 2026 running backs to keep an eye on. But Racine Guillory starts it. How do you think that may affect recruiting in that 2026 running back class? I know there's a long way to go. And heck, there's going to be portal. uh, There's very likely to be an effect from the portal on the running back room before those guys even consider taking official visits. Uh, What do you think, at least as it stands right now and kind of thinking about the roster, how do you think that affects 26 running back recruiting?
1: I mean, this is a great question because I think this summarizes what we're about to see from the 2025 and 2026 cycle for Texas. They've got momentum. They've got good vibes. They're going to Alabama and taking who they want. They've they've just destroyed the transfer portal. Racine Guillory is the epitome of if you've got a spot, you better get it. Don't screw around. You know, Guillory, that was was their mindset. Not going to screw around. We got an opportunity here. Let's jump on it because to choice, you know, he doesn't offer a lot of running backs. He, there's not a lot of guys on that big board. He is very specific on who he wants. And so I think it affects those guys a little bit in the sense that there's going to be some urgency now for more players in the next two cycles to, to get in the boat, because if you don't, Texas isn't going to wait. They, 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 they only hand out a, a number a, a certain number of offers every year. And, and, and for the ones that are mostly committable, if you've got an opportunity to get a spot, you better get it. And Guillory got it, you know, with speed. And so it, it, it was essential. Uh, you know, he comes from a a place that, that that you know, they utilize their running back almost too much. You know, Jonathan Gray came to Austin with a little bit of tread missing. Jason McClellan came to, to, to Alabama with a little bit of tread missing. And so Guillory's a guy that, you know, he's going to tell the other guys, I'm not screwing around. I want to go to Texas. I know I got an offer and I'm going to jump in the boat. And what it does is it shows the other guys, don't mess around. If you've got an opportunity to get into this squad, get into this class, get into this cycle, you better do it.
0: We'll knock out an ad read really quickly. Got to thank our friend Andre the Lawyer. Andre the Lawyer is a longtime Inside Texas user. Andre the Lawyer never takes more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront costs. Principal offices in Dallas, Texas, and Andre the Lawyer has been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state of Texas. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to the lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. Whether you're a car wreck, 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, or anything else, call 214-444-8808. Justin, we we talked about a 2026 prospect. We talked about some 2025 prospects, but you know we we and we have so much information over on InsideTexas.com, including feedback from specific prospects, top guys like Kamari and Morgan we mentioned, and you mentioned Dayshawn Morgan. No relation, I believe, because one's from uh, the Metroplex, the other is actually from Corpus, but is uh, playing at uh, Austin Vandegrift. Um So many different players. Parents gave a good. Uh, you know, feedback, but you know, when you're thinking about a cold day and all this excitement at Texas, what are some of your big picture takeaways? Maybe mention one or two interactions that, that feed into what gave you that takeaway. Yeah. The the
1: first thing I'm going to remember is the cold, you know, I've learned you can't tweet when it's cold, when it's that cold. It's just, it doesn't work. Yeah. it, It doesn't work. It doesn't matter how many hand warmers you put in your pocket. Like you're in a deer stand Um, it's tough, but you know what? I think that shows, I think that shows how, how good Texas has it right now, because they still had that many people come that many people show up. They had guys that were waiting to get on a shuttle bus. There there were so many prospects coming in. I think it, I think it almost overwhelmed the staff a little bit. Um, biggest takeaways were, you know, the players always say nice things. I mean, that's pretty typical. Love the environment, love the atmosphere, love the facilities, love the coaches. I mean, they all kind of say the same thing in in, in some sort of way. Um, one takeaway was Ricky Stewart getting offered and we'll, we'll hit on some of the new offers, but he was almost emotional when he was describing how important this offer was. And, you know, we reported a few days ago, I talked to Ricky uh, when Texas it came through last week and, he had essentially, you know, this was his dream offer. He'd always wanted Texas. And this kid, like, 25 offers. Michigan, Alabama, LSU, Oregon, like, Ole Miss. But he wanted Texas. That's the one he wanted. And just his reaction. He couldn't even put it into words how excited he was. And, and I, I, that really stood out. Uh, Keati Armstrong is just big, like, just large. And his dad is large. Jonte Newman looks phenomenal. Offensive lineman out of Bridgeland. His dad's six foot ten. So we know where that's going. Uh, dad played basketball at Jackson State. And so the, he's still got some growth plate in those feet that are that are going to still extend. You know, Jonte looked outstanding. Uh, best handshake, Nick Townsend. Uh, tied in out of Spring Decaney. My arm, my hand is still sore. Now, I've shook hands with Adrian Peterson, and after I went got from them back from the emergency room. I had told people that was the best, you know, the strongest handshake I'd ever had. Townsend was challenging it. Townsend wanted to challenge it. And you know what? That's a mark of a good young man when he put some good effort and love into that handshake. That's a big deal in the state of Texas for a man. And so cold, but I, I, I'll give, give you one more takeaway. It's amazing how many people watch this show. It's amazing how many people watch Inside Texas YouTube channel, football YouTube channel. I, I am still surprised when people come up and introduce themselves because they recognize us now. And so that, I know it's kind of that's a little selfish, but man, that that was a takeaway. I wasn't expecting all these people to to, to, to be such, you know, uh, astute viewers of Inside Texas YouTube channel. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it was it was a pretty day. It got a little overcast there in the evening and it got really chilly. But I am going to give the parents and players a lot of credit. They stood out and talked to us. They could have gotten their car, warmed up and drove home because they got long drives for the most part. But they didn't. They stayed out and talked to us. And I talked to a ton of parents and I met some little brothers that I know. Listen, we talked to John Turntine and his father. Remember the name Tylan Turntine? He's an eighth grader, wide receiver, the little brother. You know, it's similar to when Lance, Landon Jackson came in, you know, uh, years ago when he brought his little brother Lance. And it's like, OK, well, you'll be the next one up. And so, and and then another guy. Speaking of Lance, he was on campus, and you know, he was a he's a big top target that Texas absolutely loves, and I think they're in an outstanding position for in that recruitment right now. And so, uh, a lot of takeaways. But I'm curious what you th- what you saw because you were down there in the mix too. You were there early. You you got there
0: early, and and you you were out there, and and you at least you got a little bit of sunlight. What was your takeaways? I'm I'm thinking of you know, like I mentioned, we have so many different. uh reactions from recruits from us the Inside Texas staff at InsideTexas.com so make sure you go check that out and hey like you mentioned like this video subscribe to the channel you learn things like Justin Wells isn't actually Leonard Washington uh, from watching uh, Inside Texas football so uh, but think about the different types of recruits that were there that's what stands out to me when we've been covering Texas junior days during the eh, you know seven to nine win category seasons and a couple of fives, Last they're gonna couple. get they're gonna get the good players from this state visiting. Well, you're in Dallas, whether you're in Austin, you're in Houston, you're in San Antonio, you're you're gonna check out Texas just because of the the brand, the profile, the school. Even if the football is, eh, you're gonna check it out. There's always good players there. But there's also another group that's always there, which is legacy and family connections. Uh, uh, what Was it James Lott's son, I think you had mentioned, had made it. Connor Vosick, little brother of Colton and son of Brian uh, from oh. the 2026 class, also at Westlake. Or maybe it's 2025. He was there. Yeah. Um, you know, Landon Rink, I believe, made another visit into town. You get the legacies. You get that group. And, Cedric, and Cedric, Cedric Griffin Swade. with Suede, yeah, his he made it. in. So you're getting that group. That's a that's a positive sign. You're getting some out of state guys who are you know well regarded. Uh, the whether it be from Louisiana, from California, from Florida, you're getting those guys. But not only are you getting out of state guys, and this is the thing that really stands out to me, you're getting some elites. Like uh, what was it, Sean Scott? Correct from from modern day, yes. one of the best. Uh, linebackers in the 2026 class, one of the best players in the country in the 2026 class. He made it in. And, you know, I know there's a, some modern day connections at Texas that have started to be uh, developed between Brandon Baker, Spencer Shannon, you know, Steve Sarkeesian's son Brady uh, played out there for, for a little bit. But you're starting to get national elites from a school like that. You are also starting to get national elites from Schools that are, you know, in pipelines from other, uh, for other recruiting rivals. Um, if you look at, I believe, I can't remember. I'm trying to find his name right now. Uh, but he is from Baton. I think he go, attends Baton Rouge Catholic. Yeah, Blaine Bradford. He's number twenty. He's the number four overall prospect in the 2026 class, according to on on three. He makes it to Texas, and you got a picture of him throwing up the hook him uh on his way into the facility yeah. those types of players there have been times when they don't give texas a time of day yeah but for someone like sean scott who even with those connections be like i'm gonna go check out texas for someone like blaine bradford uh who's the number four prospect and in lsu's backyard at baton rouge catholic to come check out texas that speaks to texas profile Quarterbacks, you know, we saw our, our you, we have raved over Will Griffin after uh watching his film from Tampa Jesuit. Quarterbacks are also coming to Texas because they see guys like Queen Ewers, they see recruiting wins like Arch Manning, they yep. see that, and they're like, I want to be a part of that. You know, they see KJ Lacey, they see the receiving talent, and I think that's what has really stood out to me most is that you get the normal group that you have, just really good players from Texas who are interested in Texas because of its standing in the state. They're always showing up. The legacies are showing up. But now you're getting some interest from, even if they are in the 2026 class, from these national elite guys that are going to become battles between, you know, thinking about uh, Bradford, A&M, Texas, LSU, uh, Georgia. You know, I bet Tennessee tries to get involved. Ole Miss. Like, it's going to become one of those, you know, Rams butting heads uh, recruitments. And Texas is going to be right in the middle of those. And I think that's what is really, you know, great to see is that we are covering recruits whose profile are the type of profiles that everybody who likes recruiting pays attention. Not just Texas fans, not just, you know, even A&M or LSU fans who see someone like Bradford, but just national recruitments that everybody wants to key in on and learn a little bit about. Any thoughts on that, or is there anything no, with, else you'd like to add? Yeah,
1: no, with, 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 it, it, it ties into Texas has a really good vibe right now. And I, I, we've said this on these videos 100 times. These re, these players are as big a recruiters as the coaches, especially in the DF, DFW area, in the Metroplex. Like that, That's a big thing. And so Texas is in a position now where they're like, we have 25 spots, take it or leave it. And you got people clamoring to get on campus, to get in front of Sark, to get one of those spots. It's a little different now than it has been in the last decade that we've covered. It. And so that's, that's a really valid point. I, I love the, the Will Griffin kid coming in. You know, that's an offer to me, but Sark didn't offer. And it's nothing against Griffin. He, he explained to him, I don't offer a lot of quarterbacks. I I'm str- I have a, strict, a very strict um, prerequisite of what I want in the quarterback position. And so, you know, and Griffin was good with that. He's going to be, you know, he's going to Texas A&M today um, after this visit. And and so I'm not, I won't be surprised if he gets offered, but I love that Sark lets them know, look, you know, you're on the radar. You're a guy we need because those out of state guys, this is on their dime. And it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. And so, and then with like a Jordan Davison coming in for, I want to say his fifth visit, I caught up with him late, late last night. That You know, modern day kids didn't leave till later. And that pipeline if you open that, that valve's open that valves open and, and, and it's I don't think it's going to be closed for a while Jordan Davison Marcus Harris Sean Scott like you mentioned nasir what nasir Wyatt uh there's a lot of good guys there and so yeah I, I echo the same sentiment I, I think Sark's looking at him like look we got 25 spots who wants in
0: we'll talk a little bit now about some of the new offers and to me there's only one that that stands out and that was the one to to Ryan Foji The offensive tackle over at Cypress Bridgeland. You know, Jonte Newman showed up at at Texas as well. His his teammate, his tandem mate. uh, He was one of the you know early offers. I think last summer uh, from from Kyle Flood and Steve Sarkeesian. And uh, Jonte is one of the you know better offensive tackles in the country. Foji is also you know helps give them a great tandem. But he he showed up without an offer, um, and he he left with one. And I don't think that Foji and Newman are by any means a, a package deal, but it's nice to be able to talk to your teammate and bounce things off and have some common uh, schools yeah. to discuss and yeah. Texas, in Texas. And looking for a big human uh, added a, a, an offer to to Ryan Foji. Um, any other offers to to you that stood out to me? That was the big one. Uh, I, I the Ricky Stewart offer was notable.
1: Uh, we knew it was coming. But it was still noteworthy because we understood, one, how good of a talent Stewart is, and two, how important that Texas offer was to him. You know, he's committed to SMU with teammate Demetrius Brisbane, who is also on campus, who also holds a Texas offer at defensive back and will also probably take an official visit this summer. Um, That to me, you know, Ricky getting that offer, I think, was a game changer. You know, this is a guy of very, very little words. He does not say much. And when he speaks, people listen. And so I like that one. The Michael Terry offer w- was interesting to me because you're looking at the on three industry ranking number one athlete in the country. And last year's on three industry ranking number one athlete in the country, Terry Bussey. Texas was a little late to the party on that one, which which was a little surprising since he's been a superstar since he was in eighth grade. Um but nevertheless, Michael Terry got that offer, and I think that was big for him. He wants to play close to home. The Alamo Heights, San Antonio area cat. Uh, finding a position is going to be tough. He could play running back. He could play receiver, maybe some tight end. I think he'd be even more valuable on the defensive side. That was an offer. I was not expecting the Connor Cartley offer. And then I watched his tape. That's a six foot five, 290-pound uh, offensive lineman out of Prosper, uh, of the, the, the Jake Major Prospers. Um, that kid is violent. Like, I I don't know how much of that's going to translate at the next level. He certainly has the size and disposition, but he plays with a mean streak. And so that was definitely some good tape as well. But that's the fun part to me, because they're always going to hand out a few new offers. And they know exactly who they're going to offer before they come onto campus. And I think it justifies to the kids that they made that trip. You know, they told Ricky Stewart, we want to offer you, but we need to see you on campus. And Ricky couldn't have gotten a car. He was like listening to George Strait run. He couldn't get there fast enough. And so ultimately the new offers to me stand out because those are kids that have worked hard. They all have offer sheets from other big schools. But for some reason, the Texas offer just resonates better right now. And it's because Texas is the, is the it in state school. It's because they're headed into the SEC. It's because they just came out of a college football playoff and, and, and had an incredible season. They're returning a ton of talent. There's just a good momentum there. And so those new offers, I feel like the kids felt were justified. Like, man, I really wanted this. I came down. I did what I needed to do. I talked to the coaches. I, I met with the players. And then they, they extended that offer. And, and to them, to some of them, that was a
0: dream come true. I think the last thing we got to get to is what's next? Um, you know, this is basically Texas in the, in the past has hosted multiple junior days. Uh, some they, they kind of would split priorities and others, uh, but they didn't do that this time. They said, come on, come on, and a lot showed up. Uh, but what's next? And I think it, you know, it, it starts with uh, spring visits. You know, when a lot of these prospects have spring break, they like getting up and, and checking out a practice if they're able to uh, yeah. uh, during spring football. Uh, but, hey, the next stage, I think, is making the top lists and then fighting for official visit spots um, over the course of the next few weeks, months, and and then fighting on those official visits.
1: Yeah, right now, that's, that's a loaded question. What's next for Texas recruiting? You know, Texas, it's an open period, so they're able to, to go out and see kids. And if you'll notice with, with the rules changes, they're able to interact with those kids a little bit more. Uh, when they go on these visits, Kobe Sellers, you know, two days before he came on campus for his junior day. And that's another kid that I think Texas is in a fantastic spot for. Watch Oklahoma there. Watch Georgia there. Uh, and his teammate, Anthony Williams, is already committed into the mix. And, and Anthony's already working on Kobe a little bit. But it, it, it's, you know, Sark and Coach Gideon came to see him just two days ago. And then he comes back to Austin. And to me, that's that that's relationship building right there. That's foundational to me. What's next is going to be once they start spring practice, you're going to see more guys come in and check out some practices. Ricky Stewart told us he's going to watch practice. Lance Jackson told me he's going to come to a practice. Michael Terry told me he's coming to a practice. I think Dramad Odoms, the offensive tackle out of Houston Lamar, wants to come in for a practice. Nick Townsend wants to come in for, for the spring game. I think you're going to have a pretty large visitor list once that spring game starts to build out. But right now, you're going to see Texas focusing on the next few weeks. They've got transfer guys coming in for, for, for visits, transfer portal guys. They're still watching the portal. You know, defensive line is is a priority, and they're they're gonna, they're going to check that box. Um, Ryan Williams, one of the top receiver, top players in the country for 2024, reclassified from 2025. He's on campus next weekend, Joe, for an official visit. Some might say that's the biggest recruitment left right now that, that that Texas is focusing on because Ryan Williams comes in and he has an Xavier-worthy type impact. It's early and often. And so the fact that his quarterback, K.J. Lacey, is also going to be in the mix. He's committed to Texas, obviously, from Sarah Land. I think that's kind of going to be the next priority. Seeing a few more of these portal guys come through and, and get a little bit of one-on-one with junior day, it can be a little congested. You know you it's almost like a conveyor belt coming in and out of sark's office and you don't ever want to make a player or a parent feel like oh you're getting this much time and then next comes in but so these next few weeks for Texas, they're going to get a lot of one on one with these guys. You know, Texas and Chris Jackson went to see Ryan Williams last week and talking to sources there. He got to talk to the mother and the father together and they, they had dinner and, and they discussed a lot of things. And the biggest takeaway there was it looks like the Williams family is really eager to see what Texas has to offer. You know, it, 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 they're coming in a little late on this one. But with Alabama's turmoil and with Auburn still strongly in the mix, and Texas A&M trying to pull him in that direction, he was at College Station last weekend. Um, that's what's going to happen next for Texas. They're going to they're going to focus on a few of these guys here and there to try to finish up the 2024 cycle, which is the first of February, that one will officially come to an end. Ryan Williams, I believe, turned 17 on National Signing Day, and then it's going to be some transfer portal guys, and it's not just. The the big defensive lineman out of Arizona. I think you're going to see a few other guys trickle in over the next week or so, next couple of weeks. That's what's next. And then once they get into spring ball, that's when you're going to see more prospects coming in. They'll also, you're going to see Texas coaches on the road more. They're going to be hitting high schools from coast to coast. Sark is, and his guys are, are, are really, really good about, about covering their bases and, and making sure they hit every spot, every region. You got Terry Joseph in the boot. You got Tashar Choice over in Florida. You got Kyle Flood hanging out with Jersey Shore. On the West Coast, there's no short uh, shortage of Jeff Banks and Chris Jack And 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 Pete Kwiatkowski. And so I think they got this thing covered. And I think that's what you're going to see next for Texas is just some cherry picking with this 2024, some portal guys that they're going to look at right before they get to ready to start off spring ball. And then ultimately get out, get out and go and and see these kids. And then before you know it, Joe,
0: it's camp season. I think you've got it covered too. We've got it covered over at InsideTexas.com. Thank you for watching this video. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, head to Inside Texas where you can get so much more intel for just a dollar for the next month. Not going to want to miss it, get you all the way through that Ryan Williams commitment uh, whenever he decides, whatever he decides. And then, hey, spring ball's right around the corner. We'll have off-season notes, no better time to join. Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you to Andre Lawyer for sponsoring. We'll see you next time on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com.